Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Bill Weiss. Bill formulated Cloud Nine Experience as the unmindfulness technique, breaking through the meditation barrier. It's a highly effective and easy to learn technique, and he's going to share more of it with us today. Hello, Bill from outer space. Hello. How are things out there? <laughs> oh, it's nice and quiet and and very still. <laughs> For those of you that are just listening, we're we're also recording this live on Facebook right now and via Zoom. And Bill's background is in outer space, which I totally dig. I love it there. One of my favorite places to be. <laughs> So you have been meditating for a very long time, sir. I, what I'm interested in knowing first is at 19, that's kind of young to be like, hey, I'm going to start meditating. Is it not? Yeah. I mean, uh, I did it. I started when I was in high school, a senior. I thought it was kind of crazy. And I heard about it from my brother who said, you ought to try it. So I did. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And um you know, I, I meditated regularly. I learned transcendental meditation in the day, 1971. And uh, so I just started going from there. And actually, a few years later, during college, I uh, learned, I went to become a teacher of transcendental meditation. And uh, so my interest was peaking, and I was really quite interested in the entire process of meditation. And that was a long time ago, over 45 plus years ago. <laughs> but then over time, which I, I think is awesome, then you developed your own way of meditating. Yeah, so I had been teaching and I taught and lectured to thousands of people. And uh, TM, as it's called, is a wonderful technique. It works. It really, really works. And um, I taught for many, for decades uh, and so I, I moved into another sort of realm where I began to have experiences of a unique proportion. In other words, all of those things that I studied and I taught, um, the actual experiences of expanding consciousness is something that started happening. And I, you know, being from the show me state, I didn't believe it because intellectually we understand one thing, but experientially it's it, for me anyway. It was it was hard for me to sort of understand that expanded state of awareness, and um, it was happening uh, on a spontaneous basis. And so, I, I really didn't give it much credence. And then years later, after it was happening a lot, over and over and over, it would come and go. Um, I started thinking, gosh, if we could share this, if I could share this with others. Um, in a very simplistic way, it would be pretty cool. And so this now, I'll go back about 10 years when I first started having this idea of sharing this idea. And it was different than TM. And in fact, I stopped teaching TM. Um, and I came around to follow and look into other great masters uh, throughout the ages. And there's one teacher by the name of Amma. She's known today as the Hugging Saint. Right. Um, yeah. So so that's, uh, I, we, we see Amma whenever she comes into the United States and we've been to India and we've been, I've been studying all about this sort of thing for a very, very long time. And I've been on 
lengthy meditation courses and retreats, and I would teach them, et cetera, et cetera. So the concept behind Cloud9 is to offer a technique that is dramatic and experiential, you know, sorts of uh, realms of, of real experience from the very first time. Um, and offer it in a way that can be learned within just an hour or two, a couple of hours, at a cost that's reasonable and one that doesn't uh, involve just teaching one person at a time. So the concept is now to bring it to organizations, corporations, businesses, where I can present it in group form. And it is a guided technique. So it's quite a bit different from TM. It's not concentration nor contemplation with some great philosophical idea. And uh, there's no religion or belief system that's involved. And there's no repetition of a word or a sound. And because the very first instruction of Cloud9 is to ask the mind <laughs> to step out of the room. It's, it's just uncanny. No right. one has ever done that. Nobody's really separated the mind component um, from what I call a meditation experience. And so that's what we do in this experience. And I, we actually, I actually ask people to remember how they were when they were five or eight or 10 years old. And uh, in that innocent sort of realm where we didn't at that age try to take a lot of mental notes, we didn't try to analyze a great lot of things, a million things around us as we do today, we sort of used our imagination, our creativity, our intuition, um, and our awareness all by itself. So let's go back. Just can I ask a real quick question on the transcendental meditation? Because people that don't know about transcendental meditation, a few things that you said was, you know, you were you're talking about what you teach now, and it's you know at a price point that people can can take. Because transcendental <laughs> meditation is it's expensive to learn, mm, right? You know, I I can't talk about that now only because I, I I'm away from it, but I believe that's it's probably still somewhat pricey. It is a technique that works. It's very effective, and some people really enjoy that. Um, but I also find that there's a growing number of people that don't have the time or the financial capabilities of doing that. And so um, I wanted to offer something that might appeal in a way that is just as effective, in my opinion. Um, and really at the fraction of, of the price. Uh, but that's, you know, and, and the other thing that there's so much burnout in today's world and there's so much right. stress and strain and fatigue and people are overloaded and overwhelmed. And well, you know, there's COVID-19 is not helping right now. So <laughs> this is a real, if you haven't meditated before, maybe start thinking of it now, uh, you know, to help you through this time. And you know, it's true. And there's a million apps on the, you know, on your, on your telephone, there's, you know, meditation is mainstream now. And what I'm offering is something that uh, the way that it's done uh, the mechanics of this whole thing are quite unique because uh, with a, a word repetition type of technique, which is what TM is, or right. in the old days, they used to say, you know, focus on a candle flame and concentrate on it and, and do certain things like that. And all of those, all of those modalities uh, require some mental effort. Mm -hmm. There's some mind component that's involved with that. And because of that, the mind is very limited in nature. And uh, 
And so this is a technique that works along the lines of another great master, uh, Ramana Maharishi, who taught a, a very simple technique of, of asking, who am I? And after years and years of doing that, it, it, it finally worked for me. <laughs> and there is a distinction, a delineation between the mind and awareness by itself. And there's, uh, that, that is the experience of people. In fact, uh, our friend Josh, who learned not too long ago, had the experience. And this is a guy who told me first, straight up, he said, you know, I'll meditate, but my mind will never stop. I can't stop. This is Josh Levy, right? Yes. Yeah. And that is such a typical thing. And, and if you think about it, we have chatter in the mind all day long. We, we work and we pick up this mind noise. It goes on all day long. We come home, we have dinner, we watch television, we go to bed, we wake up, and we still have 50% of that chatter in the mind. That is the nature of the mind. It, its nature is to seek out fields of greater happiness. So mm -hmm. if we're studying and we're really focusing and somebody walks by with music on our attention, just automatically goes to that. We don't have to try to tell our mind, okay, now I'm going to switch and listen to the music. It does it spontaneously. That's well, the neat. One of the things that people will experience when, if they do not meditate is when they go to first try to go meditate, as soon as they lay down, they get quiet. It's like, oh, I forgot to put dog food on the grocery list. Oh, I didn't call my mom back. Oh, you know, I mean, th this used to happen to me. We, you know, I mean, I, that's that was my experience for a really long time until I learned how to just be like, okay, just, <laughs> you know. Um, um, but for you, and I, and I think it's really, it's interesting to point out to people so they understand that there, there isn't just one way to meditate. You know, and so, and what I like about what you do is that um, it's available, like people can go to your Cloud9 Experience website and they can tune in. You have several of these a week that people can tune in to be a part of. And then, and then you can like not only teach individuals, but you can teach whole companies, whole bunches of business people. I mean, I would love, you know, I mean, think about what your workplace could look like before and after if you help your people to be at ease and breathe and, you know, take that vacation away from the everyday stresses. Well, that's exactly it. There's so much burnout in the workforce these days and, and just in life in general. And that's what we term as stress and strain and fatigue. And just as the mind's natural tendency is to seek out greater fields of happiness, and it does that. It goes from thing to thing to thing. The physiology, our body, the natural tendency of our body, when it gets rest, is to heal itself. And so we go through the waking state of the day, and we engage in activity, and we're tired at the end of the day, and then we get some sleep at night, and we dream. And during the waking, I'm sorry, during the sleeping and dreaming stages of our daily activity, that's when the body attempts to throw off stress, strain, and fatigue. That's what the body does. That's its natural tendency. And that's what it does when we get sick. A doctor will say, go home, get rest, stay in bed. And the reason why is because then the body gets a chance to heal itself. And the, the difference with cloud nine and other techniques is that if we can achieve a level of rest, of deep, deep, profound rest, um, and do this on a basis where we do it very quickly within roughly 15, 20 minutes, then the body goes through a process of healing itself. But if we could do it to the extent of virtually twice as deep as the deepest point of sleep, 
then we are dissolving a really vast amount of stress and strain and fatigue that our physiology carries. And so we know that this is working because when we do cloud nine, um, our heart rate slows down drastically, our breathing becomes much more shallow. And these are parameters that indicate that the physiology is gaining rest. In fact, deep rest. The experience and also mind and right? Your 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 also your mind, yeah. you know, your emotional body. I mean, all of you. It's it's very holistic in how it helps you to just like rest everything and and, and you come out of the experience, because I got to experience it. You come out of that experience and you really are, you feel really rested and and everything just has that more zen kind of okay. You know I'm good. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. In fact I like to use an analogy. And you probably know what an incandescent light bulb is, uh, the old-fashioned yes. light bulbs with the little filament inside. And what it does is it produces light frequencies that are very random in nature. But a 60-watt light bulb is enough to light up a room, for instance. However, if you took that same amount of energy and put it into a laser, what a laser does is it amplifies the light or the energy going into it so that it has an extremely coherent wavelength waveform coming out. And so in that process, that energy becomes extremely coherent and it's, it becomes extremely powerful. It can cut through glass and steel and stone. And so that's what we do when we do cloud nine. We're creating this wave coherence in consciousness that's very real. So that's why we feel uh, very rested. And in fact, interestingly, as I mentioned a moment ago, the mind goes from thing to thing to thing because it's always seeking greater fields of happiness. The reason why cloud nine works is because inside, it's so much more enjoyable to be in silence and stillness. And we recognize the distinction of the higher self, as I call it, from the mind, which is always busy. Right. And so once we recognize that higher self, which is much more enjoyable than all the stuff going on all around us, we are drawn there and we stay there for a long time. And so it's very, you know, and because we're doing that, because the mind is virtually shut down, then the physiology gets a chance to rest. In fact, think of your nervous system as a rubber band. And a rubber band, if we've ever played with one, we put twists and turns in it. Um, think of those twists and turns as sort of stress and strain and fatigue that we've accumulated every day, every month, every year of our life. And when we sleep at night, we give the that little rubber band a chance to unwind a little bit. There and you so, go. You know, right? And so if we, yeah. if we have too much of those knots in the rubber band, it does two things. One, it becomes very, um, it loses its elasticity, becomes less flexible until finally what happens? It can snap, it can break. And so we don't want that to happen to our little nervous system in a sense. And so what we need to do is we need to unravel, dissolve, remove that stress and strain, that burnout the noise in the system. And the only way to do that is to do what we do best. And that is to allow the physiology to go through a process of healing itself. And it does it best when it gets rest. And it really does it well when it gets virtually twice the amount of deep rest that it would get during sleep. And by the way, in sleep, it takes four to six hours to achieve the deepest point in sleep. So if we can achieve that really, really deep level of restfulness, and we can achieve great things. And by the way, just as there are seven or eight billion people in the world, you know, there must be seven or eight billion ways 
to find happiness within or find enlightenment or find nirvana or find whatever it takes to expand consciousness. So this is a modality that, that can appeal to a lot of people, I think. So, um, and thank you. And it's so true. I mean, and, and, and just in case anybody out there is wondering, you can't just do it once and miracles happen. It, you have to be dedicated to it. <laughs> I mean, it does. you have to be dedicated to it. So I have some questions for you. Can I ask you some questions? Um, which this, okay, this first one's really kind of funny because of what your background is right now on Zoom. <laughs> but what's the farthest away you've been from home? <laughs> you mean... Inside or physically? Just like it really, like like maybe on a vacation or a retreat somewhere, or you know, what's the farthest you've ever gone? Oh, India, um, India. Actually, I've gone to uh, Hong Kong and uh, South Africa, and I've been all over in Europe and lots of places, lots of places physically. Were these? All, did you go? I mean, they. I'm going to guess they were vacations, but it sounds like you did a lot of like retreats and such and learning more about meditation and meeting spiritual type leaders, right? Yes, that's right. I mean, I I think the longest meditation program I was on was actually six months. And uh, we meditated for hours and hours and hours every day. And, um, you know, experiences grow when you do that. Um an understanding of consciousness grows significantly. And what's really kind of interesting is that we have senses that go out, sight, hearing, taste, smell, etc. But what I found is that as awareness expands, the inner senses begin to open up, which is a really interesting phenomenon, I think. Right. You know, you know it was Albert Einstein that claimed years and years ago that he thought he used about 25% of his awareness. And he had tremendous perception into the universe. And so maybe everyone already is using 25%. And I mean, as wonderful as that is, if you think about it, there's another 75% that's not being yeah. used on a daily basis. What are we going to do when we get there? Well, that's what It'll I'm be saying. Interesting. Yeah, that's where I'm, I'm kind of going with this and that there's so much potential within the human consciousness. And as inner senses begin to open up, it unfolds a lot of, a lot of, a lot more. It's kind of like adding on, you know, loads and loads of memory onto a computer, you know, terabytes and terabytes. Um, right. But it's, it's even, it's so much more than that even. And so we are living a limited existence because of our perception. We have limitations in the way that we think. And this is a technique that really breaks those boundaries because we experience who we truly are, which is the same person that we were when we were five years old, except the difference is the mind is asked to step out of the room when we do cloud nine. It's not a part of this because it, it creates those limitations. So that's where I believe cloud nine experience is truly an experience. And then after we have that experience, then I teach a home version of that uh, so that people can continue to do this. And that's really what the studies have shown. When you meditate regularly, tremendous things happen. A study was done with high school students and they learned to meditate. And over, over a period of time, they were reevaluated and they found that their grades improved. They came to class awake every day. They got along better with teachers and parents just for meditation. Who would have thought? 
you know. <laughs> there you go. School system. I mean, everything's changing in the school system. So, so, um, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome if they started out every day in homeroom with a meditation of some sort? Let me ask you this. So that we were talking about these things and they make, make so many great changes in your life. But is there something that you hope never changes? In my life or? Yeah, in your life. Is there something you're like, I want this to, to stay it as it is? This you is know, the, the, this world is full of change. We can't stop that. The only thing that we can do to hang on to something that never changes is that awareness inside. It never changes. It's always there. It's always still and quiet and silent. And that is what we can hold on to amid the crashing waves in the middle of the ocean. If there's an island and we land on that island, at least if we're enough, if we're high enough out of the ocean, we're not touched by the waves that always are going on, the crashing movement of the waves of the ocean. But inside, we we find that that stillness never goes away. And so I like can, it. That's true. If we can tap right. into that on a daily basis, we incorporate that more and more into our life when we're in activity. And that's actually partly a definition of a person who is living what's known to be enlightenment, self-realized. We realize the self as never changing. And that's within. It's always been there. We just have not had a really, well, we have tools to get there, but they've always come with, you know, sort of uh, requirements that, that right. cause uh, our, 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 our ability to do that. And I mean, just in Josh's case, he never wanted to do it because he never thought he could do it um, successfully. And then he tried cloud nine. And he, at the end, he said to me, you know, I didn't have any thoughts. And I said, that's exactly the point. Which is, which is an awesome thing. You think that's, you know, having no thoughts, very restful for everything. <laughs> so I have this other question for you because I got to meet your wonderful wife, Brandy. How did you two meet? <laughs> we, uh, funny enough, we met at the Transcendental Meditation Center in St. Louis. And I was really? working for a guy uh, and I was, he was training me at the time. And we got on the subject of meditation and I said, you know, we're not too far from the local TM center. Let me pick up some information for you. And uh, then you can take it and see what you think about it. And I went into this little TM center uh, here in St. Louis. And there was this uh, young lady working there. Um, and we started a conversation. And um, and I was really taken by her. And and I didn't let her know that, of course. But the guy in the, in the car probably thought, what happened to this guy? He's been in there for 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> And so finally I came out, but in the meantime, I got this girl's uh, phone number, Randy, um, and uh, asked her out. And, and, and actually uh, this year will be 40 years we've been married. So congratulations. Uh, <laughs> we were dating. But that's interesting. So, so you guys have been meditating for, with each, I mean, that's like been a part of your world in your marriage, right? Which is very, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and and uh, so yeah. So she's been a great support, and we've supported each other, and we've been on programs together, and we understand the concept of meditation because she also was a, a TMer at the time, and and so actually, Rainy loves Cloud Nine. She's probably my my biggest proponent, and so therefore, it's wife approved. You know, <laughs> she's a dedicated student of it. Yeah. 
So tell us where people can find you. Well, I it's changed a little bit because I wanted to originally go and uh, invite folks from the HR departments of businesses to experience it. And then if they liked it, we would then roll it out for their organization. And then COVID hit and we went on to Zoom. And then I just started putting the word out online that I'm doing regular programs. Uh, people can tune in at no cost and give it a try and see what they think. And a lot of people have. And so I've listed scheduled times. Um, I've just changed it up because now that people are kind of getting back to work and various things, they, they don't have as much time. So I'm, I'm asking them to let me know by appointment if they want to be a part of the program. And then I conduct it online on Zoom. And what's really interesting, originally I was doing this in a group format, in a conference room sort of format. And then I discovered that it works equally as well online. Yeah. So, you know. Our eyes have been open to this whole remote way of doing things. It really has. I, before all of this, I, whenever I'd ask anyone to be on a video conference call, they would be like, oh, I don't do that. Then we all had to do it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting that um, it's interesting the before and after of 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 what this pandemic has, what we've lost because of it, what we've gained because of it. I mean, it's a really interesting time to be here. Yeah, it's almost a, a way for nature and the world to, to once again find balance. And uh, you know, so if if Cloud Nine finds a home for people, that's a wonderful thing. If they find benefit from it, that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing rest and happiness to people, uh, you know, in a way that they may have never thought of before in a guided technique, which is extremely easy to learn. And so- And we should let people know that your website is, it's cloud9exp.com. That's where people can find out the schedule and when to tune in and when to do their cloud, get that cloud nine experience. So this cloud and then the number nine and then EXP, which is short for experience. And because it's an experience, it truly is all about experience. Uh, it's not about intellectual understanding or, or, you know, we don't have to take up a new religion or anything like that. It's just having that experience and, and showing people that that exists within themselves. And then once they know that, um, I think it's a different, it creates a different perception for people. <laughs> well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing with us the unmindfulness technique. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's kind of novel. And, and because we don't use the mind, I call it the unmindfulness. It's different than a lot of other things. But I, I hope the mindfulness people won't be offended by me saying that. But it, <laughs> It's really fun. Well, no, but it's interesting. And, and it, and, you know, just for everyone out there, I mean, it's, it's doable. I mean, you're, it's a guided meditation. It's, you know, you don't, you just, you don't have to like have any pre experience of anything. You can just tune in and, and you will be guided along and you'll go to that restful place and you'll, you'll come out of it feeling better for your day. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bill, so much. I appreciate your time. And everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Uh, stay safe out there and love you all. Bye.